0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. It's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Hi, I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything worldly. And not of this world. And sometimes we just talk about things going on uh, that start in another continent and then spread that's a men- over yeah. here.
1: Men are speaking, it's yes. not of this world. Uh, our world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And
0: all kinds of things. Well, you know, number one, we didn't. Uh, we were remiss, I think, actually, or I was last week, last Wednesday, in our previous show, uh, because I, I didn't say anything about the upcoming independence day holiday yeah you know we got on to all kinds of things and you know didn't uh you know we didn't touch on that and uh so i just uh, wanted to say it, it is i'm it is great to see uh still there are people in this country who are proud of the flag proud of the united states and are ready to Defend this country at a moment's notice, and I salute each and every one of them. And some of those people were here at your house on Sunday. That's true. Uh, a little birthday bash, not only for the uh, good old U.S. of A., but for you as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's and there were some guys here who <clears throat> have served this country Model and Americans. are still serving this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, just wanted to to uh, salute everybody who is doing that has done that absolutely uh and uh and the on the other side of that coin <laughs> the disgust that i feel uh, for some people who continually although i mean i i have to admit you know first amendment right they can bash yep. the this country if they wish part of first amendment but i have the right to be disgusted by it yeah and so I am. Sure. And uh, as people several of them in Congress and uh various other uh, you know took to Twitter and and uh, various other platforms to uh, talk about how terrible the United States of America is and what a racist terrorist uh, country it is and I'm of course all the time thinking you know you want to see some countries that are racist and terroristic and things like that i can name you a few yeah and you can go visit and just see what it's really really like
1: Mm. yeah you know it's it's just interesting I, i came to this conclusion a while back um it stems from my time in ministry and what it really comes down to is this. Pastors tend to talk a lot about the things they deal with, right? So, Sure. So, if they, Probably all of us. Well, we all way. do. Yeah. Right, right. But it's, but they have that platform, right? So they'll preach sure. messages on it. So yeah, yeah. those who talk all about your identity in Christ all the time probably struggle with knowing their identity, right? It's a form of... Um, I don't want to say delusion or self-deluding yourself because it's not. It's reminding yourself of truth in that situation. But here's what happens. I I started thinking, by the same token, like you said, all of us do that. I I struggle with being a workaholic, so I talk to people all the time about rest. (laughs) Right? So that's my focus. So I've figured out the people who are ashamed of racism in this country are, in fact, racists. I, I didn't quite relate to it. I I specifically, I've had people make posts on Facebook talking about how, uh, it's time us white people, uh, apologized for whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, oh, you're racist. I get it. And a lot of times it's because they don't have racist actions. They can't point to something they did that's racist, but in their heart, they're racist. They see those things. And I think that's really fundamentally the problem. So so I just, you know, little PSA here, as you look out across the landscape of America and people keep harping on and talking about these vices, these things that are so uh, plaguing our country, it's possible maybe they're the guilty party in that. Could certainly be. And uh, I, uh, I, you
0: know, I, I would certainly agree with you on that. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, people... Uh, no one is born a racist it's something that you learn yeah and uh with how you you know your uh atmosphere growing up what maybe what happened to you that maybe was maybe you fell victim to a crime maybe you're a white person fell victim to a crime pulled off by a black person mm-hmm. or vice versa Maybe you're a black person and fell victim to a crime from a white
1: person, right? And uh, I or think are you like that me, and and you're not even represented because you're Asian Hispanic, and nobody ever talks about us.
0: Ah, uh, you know they talk about Asians. I know, but Maybe, not, you know, Asian okay. no, not Asian Hispanics. No, not Asian. And that's the that's thing. True. Talk about Asians and talking about Hispanics. They don't necessarily. They don't, don't about ever Asian put us together. Hispanics. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So that's I think that's. Fine. But I. You know. Uh, all of all of this stuff that's that's going on uh is to me just a a, a bunch of uh, bunk and i I think it is extremely divisive and um is just going to cause further damage to this country now is is this country perfect no do we have a lot of room for improvement absolutely but that being said have we come a long long ways <laughs> a from where bit. we were yeah. at one point yes and you also I, I think sometimes people talk about how terrible it is in the United States and what a racist history that we have in the United States and how we've put down minorities ever since this country was born
1: mm-hmm.
0: well guess what so is every other country right you know there are, and you can't undo this. No, you can't undo it. And some of it is happening right now. Yeah, most of it, most of what of that sort of thing that's happening right now is in Africa. Yes, exactly. A lot more of it is in Asia, places like that. Some of it's going on in Europe. There's some of it going on here. Look at China
1: and the Muslims.
0: Yes, China yeah. and the yes the 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 Uyghur yeah uh, people, and what's going on with them? There are several. Uh, countries or tribal factions in africa that have slaves mm-hmm. and, and this is black on black
1: right oh yeah has nothing to and color it
0: has nothing to do I, it has to do with one set of people mm-hmm. is stronger than another set of people right and they've the strong has conquered the weak and generally through ever since humans were on this planet mm-hmm. the you know it's like the old saying only the strong survive right to the winners go the spoils right you know that's what happens mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter like you said doesn't matter what color is involved it's a it's it's a a, a matter of strength versus Weakness, mm-hmm. and generally, the strong is going to win. And when they do, they're going to take property, they're going to take people, they're going to take whatever, and put them into slavery. That's generally how it has worked right. over time,
1: and that's the route, the road we are on right now in the United States. And I don't think people understand and see that. But the the dialogue and the rhetoric that is coming out is is creating classes that are considered better than other classes or another word for that is uh racism and it's creating that and this therein lies the problem and why today i have on display two of my favorite pistols here in the studio because i'm not going to be we don't have
0: the uh, ditto cam
1: uh, i know we uh, need that today i will describe well you describe them they look the same really probably yeah
0: yeah they do they look like uh uh you know you're uh, uh, like the the uh, most of uh, police officers law enforcement mm-hmm. carry the Glock uh, pistols. They look like those or they look like uh, slightly different, a little more maybe snub, a little smaller than the old uh, forty five caliber pistols that you know were carried by some of the officers in right. World
1: war II. 1911 you know that yeah, 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 yeah. right exactly well, these these two are are chambered in forty five uh, caliber rounds. And the the newest one I've uh, acquired is this HK USP Compact 45. And uh, I have never shot it, so I don't know if I love it or not, Uh, but I like how it's built. It's a polymer grip, metal top frame, uh, pretty standard hammer, uh, double action, single action pistol. And then the other one is one of my favorites, uh, maybe of all time, I haven't shot it much. That's not what makes it my favorite. It is the Jericho 941 chambered in 45 caliber uh, from uh, Israeli Weapons Industry, mm. IWI, and this is the standard sidearm for the Israeli military. Um, this one is uh, has a metal grip. I think the ones that are standard issue there have polymer grips, plastic. But um, this. You know, I I was listening today, there was the uh, former governor of Virginia tweeted, uh, and that's what kind of sparked me, wanting to even pull these out, uh, that it should, quote, it should be easier to vote than it is to buy a gun, implying that it's not. So, uh, Tim Pool had wonderful things to say about this, and I love his idea, and I want to get behind the grassroots movement of the Republican bill. Uh, we'll call it HR stuff and stuff. I don't know. Anyway. Did you watch the old show the HR puppet Yeah, stuff that's where it was coming from. I, but... <laughs> I did too. But what we call it that and what it is, the bill is designed to do exactly that. Make it harder to buy a gun than it is to vote. So, what we do then to, to facilitate that, every... Every person in, uh, we'll say, the state of New Jersey, for example, will have a gun mailed to their house, whether they requested it or not, and uh, it'll be there waiting for them. They don't have to do any kind of prove anything about their identity, nothing like that. And the only because it's got to be more difficult to buy a gun. So what we'll do is we'll make them have to sign for the package, Hmm. and then we will have accomplished that. Yeah. Or or we can go the other way, right? We we can do this. When you go to vote, you have to go in there. You'll have to answer a questionnaire, provide that you are not a felon, provide that you know, write down your your paperwork. I can't remember the form names, um, and then they'll submit your name for a background check to make sure you are eligible to actually go ahead and vote. And and Might be a good idea, yeah, exactly. Go through the whole process. Either way, either way, we'll just take one question off of the voting version of that, and it'll still be easier to vote. Than it is to buy a gun.
0: Well, maybe he was referring more to uh, you know, the guy on the street corner that you can walk up to and say, Hey, uh you got, you know, something that uh I can buy at serial numbers. Can I just say can I
1: just say even if, even if, that's still harder than it was to vote in New Jersey's presidential election because there they mail ballots unrequested and no requirement of identification was needed but
0: you know you know what is that might actually shock uh some people based on you know what you've heard uh legally you know and and of course some of these states changed uh you know they had the emergency because of the pandemic they created some emergency uh, rules for elections and stuff like that like you know some of the stuff that what you're talking about yeah but what they've had on the books for for years uh you know where it actually uh is or uh, you know I, I i don't think it's hard to vote anywhere but you know some of the states that have some of the more restrictive election laws
1: probably up in new england
0: New England, various other places that are largely controlled by the Democrats. Weird. And it's not getting any and and most of these new laws that have come on the books that everybody thinks are so fascist and racist and all like that are actually much less restrictive than some of the voting laws in the Northeast, mm-hmm. the North Joe Biden's home state of Delaware has some of the more restrictive uh, voting laws in uh, currently I thought he existence. was from Scranton well he was born in oh, uh, well it depends upon what sort of frame where of mind he is he's yeah in. but i think he could i don't know what he considers his home he probably doesn't even remember what his home state is yeah but he was a senator from delaware for a long time in fact at one point during the presidential campaign no yeah he thought he was running <laughs> for re-election to the senate in right. delaware because that's what he said yeah but uh, but yes, the voting laws there are more restrictive than what Georgia has just passed. That supposedly is, you know, the mm-hmm. worst in the nation. And of course, Major League Baseball thought uh, that the new law in Georgia was so horrific that they moved the All Star game out of Atlanta and put it in Denver. Where guess what? Mm-hmm. Colorado's voting laws, mm-hmm. although similar, are actually a little more restrictive. Than what Georgia, yeah, put in, and so you've moved. I, and so I'm just like, really, what? And I, nobody, you know, we've talked about critical race theory. What I would like to see taught in places, critical thinking. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> critical thinking. Yeah. Just somebody think about this for a moment. Just mm. think about it for a moment Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or maybe a little longer than a moment
1: dude but i told you this right so during covid all these kids were educated at home my son was no exception my youngest son and so here i am running the podcast world and helping him do his schoolwork. and i talked to his teacher and this is what this, this is exactly what the problem is he was posed a question that didn't have an answer here here's what it is here here's the basis of it right i say to you randy Would you... uh, Not would you rather. Which do you like the most? Or which do you like? Getting shot in the head or shot in the knee? Which do you like? Uh, Probably neither. That's not an option. Which do you like? Exactly. So here's the problem. So it wasn't obviously that graphic. It was a question about balloons and colors or whatever. But the point is, is the question was asking him to make an an objective opinion. Or I mean, excuse me, a subjective opinion. To say i prefer this but his what he prefers was not an option and my son is very he wants to get the right answers right he all my kids are generally that way they get hung up if they can't give an accurate answer and they know it's not accurate and so he's like well if i'm being honest which i I don't want to lie green's my favorite color and you're asking me to choose blue or red more or less so when I talked to the teacher about this, I said, I'm not sure how he's supposed to answer this because he gets stuck here. He can't go past it. And I'm just telling him, dude, just pick a color. It doesn't matter. And, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to put what's right. And she said, well, this is there to teach them critical thinking. And I said, what? <laughs> that's the up? I said, critical oh thinking? Lord. I said, tell me, explain to me how that's critical thinking. I would say your son is doing more exactly. critical thinking
0: with the way he was trying to answer and that, that question.
1: Right, and so I said, so you're telling me then the right answer is to not answer? Because that, to your point, that's the critical thinking part of this. But no, what they're saying, and this is the problem, the education system in the heart of America here, we're not talking about inner city hard leftists, right? This is just seeped in curriculum, is that it's critical thinking to choose between Two options. Ah! Could there be an agenda attached to that? Well, maybe if the colors were red and blue. (laughs) I'm just saying. And and that's the whole thing. And I said, well, you know, I mean, to this point I really don't know what we're doing for school next year, but I can tell you this with certainty. I can teach the kid everything he needs to know to get a GED by the age of 13. So we're probably going to go that route. Because my gosh, dude. But it's that's the whole thing people talk about this critical race theory you know you brought that up it's it get we get caught up on the critical race theory part of it it's really just the whole shooting match this idea of subjectivity being the facts <laughs> it's like they're not even that's the total opposite of what that is and and we're not just redefining words we're redefining ideas and that's the scary part you know um what what was the word that always annoys me um oh gosh irregardless irregardless is is not a thing regardless and irregardless mean exactly the same thing well you know uh i mean it is now but i was gonna say it is now
0: irregardless is a word now
1: yeah the oxford english dictionary had to screw this over on that one and here's the deal fine but this is exactly my point it became so commonplace that the that's how language is developed. And I will yield to that in spite of thinking that's stupid. I'll yield to the reality that that is actually how language comes about, right? Like the old, if you see something spelled oldie, Oldy, O-L-D-Y, um, or excuse me, O-L-D-E, is that the one? No, ye, ye, the Y. That was an old character, right? That made the T-H sound. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it it made the T-H sound, but in the world of typesetters, they didn't have whatever they needed to have, and so they replaced it, and the Y looked similar to that sound. But then there's the Y. So we say ye, but when that was written, it was pronounced the, which is what we say today. (laughs) We spell it T-H-E.
0: So from the old sayings, Leo, like... Oh, ye merry gentlemen, right. or whatever that sort of thing. It was always O oh, the, oh,
1: and so and they couldn't figure out just to put in the T H E. Yeah, yeah I, well, that's just it. The, so back in the day, the T H was a sh- there was a shape, and I can't remember what it's called now. This is very loose, you know, trivia that I'm remembering, but it was a it was a, a shape that existed that made the T H sound. Okay, and. Yeah, so here we are. But, but the point is, is that I understand language develops that way, so irregardless being technically a word, great. But, but we're defining things. We're changing the definition of ideas. Like racism. Racism is no longer... Like the current idea of racism is... It does make it impossible. Let me rephrase it. The only people who can be racist in today's current definition of racism are white people. And in the actual original definition of racism, that definition, by definition, would have been racist. Yes.
0: Because, quite frankly, in my opinion, uh, anyone, no matter what color or blend of colors, anyone can be racist. And. hmm also, anyone, no matter what color or blend of colors, uh, by the same token, might not be racist. You know, right. it doesn't matter. It all depends upon, like what we were talking about earlier, that mostly because you, you no one is born a racist. No, no little baby yeah. comes out carrying the Nazi flag or what you know, whatever. Racist, to be it racist is a, racist is is a, is a verb.
1: to to be racist you have to do something
0: and you have to you know you learn you learn to hate black people white people brown people you know whatever you learn that right from your parents your neighbors yes your community yes and by community i don't mean like a town but your the people you're around what did you find
1: a fly in there or something no i'm, I'm no i forgot i put a sprinkle of cinnamon in my coffee oh, okay. this is a concoction. you're looking at it
0: and you're looking at it like it's got a critter at the well right bottom near the bo-
1: it. well it looked like a critter at the bottom of it <laughs> okay sorry for interrupting your flow but
0: that that's what happens you know you learn that and then you, you know you might like you know when i was a kid uh my my father was from the north, okay. Iowa, he mm-hmm. grew up. My mother and her family, my mom, for the most part, grew up in far southern Oklahoma. But her family, uh, extended families from East Texas. And uh, they generally, and I would be, you know, around some of these folks, and my mom would always say, you know, I. But the N word was floated around pretty often. Yeah, uh, with that group of people, we never used it in my home growing up. Never, uh, and so you know I would be confused because I wasn't for sure what it they were even talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know it always I think really embarrassed my mom. Oh, man. and we didn't go we didn't go visit them very often right i guess a couple of reasons it was kind of a long way over there and that sort of thing and but uh, you know they frequently and it i you know it was used so casually i don't know really if they were truly racist or they had just you know it was like what we today uh would say people of color mm-hmm. or black you know whatever it was was just just an identifier yeah right it was just an identifier i don't know if they truly had i you know i I don't know and i was you know i mean i was five years old i mean i didn't know anything from anything
1: and this is the thing prejudice is a way of thinking racism is an action right so i'm um and it it can be it's a way of thinking too but you for example, you can't say someone's racist. You can only say that someone did something racist. <laughs> they took an action that was racist or made a statement that was racist. But to say they are racist, uh, you really, I mean, you can say that for sure, but there's no definitive line that says they're racist, right? I mean, if they proclaimed it, yes. Prejudice is pretty definitive. You, you've you said, I well, judge something pre-circumstance. Yeah, right, you, know. you know what I mean? And,
0: and i you know, it, it's in... Certainly in, in some of those times, like when, you know, I was five years old in the sixties and in, in those days, I, I mean, you know, you had separate bathrooms, you know, oh, you had yeah. white bathrooms and colored dude bathrooms, you know, you'd have the sign above the door and, uh, you know, people, you know, you were separated in restaurants or hotels. There were some hotels that would not catered, would not cater to anyone but white people, how about and this one,
1: dude, to that very point? The Civil Rights Act of, uh, what, 1969? 1964, four, I four. believe. That, <clears throat> that talks about not segregating and discriminating based on race, mm-hmm. gender, and creed, right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, it's so been a while it's, since I've it's actually been, read the bill, right. but But uh, here's, yes. the, here's the thing. Did you hear what's going on in L.A.? The, at the day spa there in L.A. Oh, I've heard there's all kinds of. Well, there's a lot of things, but here's here's a real conundrum. Are you ready for this one? Okay, I love conundrums. All right, so that's a great word. A uh, trans. I don't know if you say female or male. I will go with trans female. This is a a person who has uh, male anatomy. Okay. Is an anatomically a male walks into the women's locker, not locker room, uh, 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 spa or uh, steam room or something. And disrobes, revealing all their nudity to minors who were also in the area. All of the opposite biological gender. Okay. There were complaints as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. This trans person also had a beard. Okay, we're not There's not even... Yeah, anyway. So, when the complaint was made, the spa made the statement, we cannot discriminate against trans individuals. Now, here's the problem. Well, I can think of one problem. There's a lot of problems. But there was then protests, and Antifa showed up. And Antifa uh, got violent with moms upset that their daughters were exposed to men's genitalia in a, in, in that situation. Now, he, now here's where the problem, the equal rights thing. We still have segregated bathrooms, Randy. It's called a men's room and a women's room. And we do so, well, you know, and I know the, that's going away. One but. of the places <laughs> that,
0: uh, uh, that uh, I uh, go to, uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, men's and women's. B- blokes and sheilas? No. <laughs> what is it? Uh uh-oh you can (laughs) i can say the word okay pointers and setters oh
1: i like that one that's good
0: i don't necessarily know why they have the dog theme over there but no that's what yeah that's nice pointers and
1: setters so but here's the thing do you know why the those bathrooms weren't abolished with all the other segregation that happened because it's stupid because it's just idiotic because human beings in the 60s thought critically and said you know we're not segregating them because we don't think they're equal or they're dirty it's so that women are safe from predators now the wonderful woke left has said we don't care about your safety well you know uh,
0: there is a train of thought that uh, i mean do they this place I wonder if they had any documentation that this the trans
1: uh, individual
0: individual actually was
1: or is a trans
0: individual or is it just some
1: pervert who wanted to go in there and see naked uh, little girls you don't have to have documentation documentation would be oppressive so you don't have to be in the same way coming to my door and saying hey are you vaccinated? If not, you need to get vaccinated. I'm like, well, yeah, I certainly am vaccinated. I am free from all sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. I am vaccinated with the Holy Spirit. And they may not recognize that as a, they may uh, not. As an, as a approved FDA drug, but neither is the vaccine. So I feel like we're good right now. But this is the thing, man. This is the country gone nuts. And this is why uh, this is a interesting position again. Uh, one of the guys I listened to, Tim pool said this, it is more important for you to own a gun than it is to vote. Well, you know, if, if you're the fact that you're
0: voting is not going to protect you from the crazies that, uh, might try to invade your house. Right. However, one or both of those pistols that you have there will
1: well in the hands of a trained operator, (laughs) Actually, in the hands of an untrained, of an
0: untrained, untrained operator, you probably yeah. better go with the scatter gun.
1: Absolutely, just like the uh, the namesake of the show. Yes, yes. Well, the re- and that's the reality. I I think about this. I, I find it also interesting that uh, the right to vote is not there in the First Amendment or the Second Amendment or. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> as as I'm sure you're aware, uh, you know, the Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution is from 1776 women did not have right. the right to vote until what was 1921 suffrage yes mm-hmm. and they suffraged uh, enough I, there you go i've always i've always found that word weird yes me too uh you know it's not spelled the same way you know as suffer or something right. you know of, like you're in pain or you know whatever like that but it sounds much the same and so you know you're like uh, so yeah, so what? Like, after two hundred years of suffering, they can now get you know. Right. Spine, but anyway, well yeah, and land—you had to be weird. a landowner. There were lots of
1: qualifiers. Right, there were lots of right, right, exactly.
0: There were lots. There were lots of uh, qualifiers because
1: you know what the the founding fathers did not believe that all men had the right to vote. They didn't believe that it was not part of the. They didn't think that every man should have a vote. For for a couple reasons, and I'm not. It's not even about race. It's about buy-in. If you're not a landowner, you're not going to tell landowners. You're not going to govern them, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's pretty idiotic. Well, and you
0: know, and some of that goes back to, uh, you know, uh, you know, most most of the the people who were here in those days came from where. They came right. from Great Britain, Great Britain,
1: Europe in general,
0: Europe in, uh, in general. But there were yeah. probably more because, you know, in a, in a lot of I mean, the 13 colonies, right. it was
1: British, yeah,
0: you know, part of the crown, the British Empire. Just like Canada and is still today. Just like Right. Just like Canada is still uh, today. Um, and so they were used to that. You know, they they wanted to, uh, you know, get rid of the the king but they still had some of this that because they were used to that in uh in in uh, britain in in england that Mm -hmm. you know you had your lords and serfs and you know all that kind of stuff and and the the lords the landowners you know they were the ones that made all the decisions and so that's what that's kind of the way they you know and so they they just didn't like the fact that king george kept trying to put the boot on their butt right and uh, especially without any type of representation that's where the whole uh, uh, Boston Tea Party you know uh, came from and and all like this they wanted the ability to be able to vote but they only considered the the landowners the people who had bought in so to speak to be able to have that voice yeah now we've obviously we've thought better of that over the well, years yeah, and, and, we've and
1: expanded it but culture's changed i mean it right it Culture wasn't g- yes. it was absolutely not even a elitist mindset then it was a no, logical it was the, mindset. Um, yes
0: right and see and that's that's what i think people have lost sight of yeah. when they criticize the beginnings of this country because the you can certainly you can i mean looking at it now
1: hindsight's 2020
0: right looking at it now it's like the heck were they thinking right well they were thinking like everybody else was sure in those days you know that's that that's the way it was and so to sit here i mean i i've you know heard people talk about you know as if the found the forming of the united states that no other country was like this this is just the work well no every country was like it most countries were worse right you know, most countries you had. You know, if you were, you know, a regular person, you had no voice at all. Yeah. You know, at least here you had some, and uh, for some people, not everyone, of course, because of the of slavery and all like that. We could, we didn't get ourselves out of that uh, until the eighteen sixties, mm-hmm. and finally we did. You know, and and but there were other countries that had the same, and then. Uh, Countries still today have that because that's the way it was thought of in those days. And just because, you know, we were a part of that, I think we now, through all the trials and tribulations and all of things that have happened, we realize now that that was something that should never have been allowed to happen. But in
1: those days, that was the way it was. Well, it still happens today. Right. It, it right. It, and, and it does. And, yes. It and, still and not just does it today. still happen today, it still happens today in the United States and it's government sanctioned. And it's government sanctioned through the lack of enforcement of the laws of guys of the likes like Jeffrey Epstein. This is a dude that owned people that's called slavery. And he didn't buy them, he stole them. Right? It wasn't even like they were sold. Well, He stole them. He kidnapped them. He destroyed the lives of young women, mostly, and even some young boys. Destroyed their lives for the rich and famous, including political giants. Right. Right. Like, apparently,
0: Prince Andrew of of England. But the same thing is happening right now on the southern border. Exactly. And, And why it is that, you know, I understand, you know, their argument about, immigration. This country has always been for immigration. I've always been for immigration, but I'm, it has to be done in a certain way. Yeah. You can't just have people coming over willy nilly because you're, you're not sure. Number one, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the people who are coming over. It's dangerous for everybody else. Cause you're not exactly sure who's coming in, mm-hmm. but what's going on right now, the drug cartels, which are hugely powerful. Most of them, you, I hear this over and over again from people who have been down on the border. The drug cartels are now making more money off of human trafficking yeah. than they are drugs. And here we are. the The administration, the mainstream media, is trying not is trying the best they can not to even bring that up. Right. But that's what's happening and many of these people who are coming across are being human trafficked they're being trafficked they're being sold into slavery
1: it's ridiculous yes it's it's despicable uh, you know another reality about open borders is and and the when you talk about voting rights okay if you hand over voting rights easily right you walk you if you're here in this country illegally doesn't matter you're going to get a you're going to get to vote which is what happened this last election i mean just period i promise you people not qualified to vote voted it may not have been widespread voting fraud in that regard i think there was that but but apart from that just a simple reality that we had such lax voting requirements this year and they were mail-out b- ballots. There were people who voted that were not legally allowed to. And uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> Precisely. So here's the thing. Right now, there's a mass exodus from California. Uh, San Francisco is becoming a freaking ghost town. And it, but you have this max, mass exodus from California and uh, the lion's share of those people are moving to Texas. Now, politically... California and Texas are not very aligned, at least in the metropolitans. Even though the metropolitans will say more Austin than anything, Austin is far more left than, the, than San Antonio or Dallas or Houston. But the reality is the more people that flood into Texas that voted in the policies that are now the culprit causing them to want to leave the state, they will still vote the same way. Because they don't put the blame where the blame's supposed to be, they don't look at failed democratic policies in these large cities that were in, unsustainable. I mean, this beautiful San Francisco—you you can't tell me that San Francisco didn't have the resource to deal with a homeless population and crapping on the streets, but they didn't deal with that, and now people are leaving in droves. Right, and they so, simply chose not to. They chose not to, and they, because primarily of corruption. So now you're going to go to Texas. And they're going to vote for the same type of people because it's like, well, we're compassionate. Yeah, you're compassionate. If you really are compassionate, here's what I'm going to say to any person who's actually compassionate about the homeless. Stop voting in morons and go down and touch the life of a homeless person. There are lots of opportunities Uh, to go and actually help the homeless. Well, I'm I'm not sure that I
0: totally agree with uh with where you're going there because i think i think that a lot of the people who are leaving california think more like regular texans than they do californians who live in yeah. san francisco and los angeles not everybody hope that's true who lives in san francisco i right. mean they're leaving san francisco for a reason yeah. because they're tired of people crapping on the street just down a couple of feet away from their outdoor restaurant. They don't want any part yeah. of that anymore. And the interior of California is much more like they are conservative. Oklahoma right. and Texas. I don't a lot disagree. Of farmers, but ranchers. Don't you
1: think that some of those policies? Because when you're in that, that you don't recognize, we'll call them gateway liberal policies, <laughs> right? So you're like, I mean, I'm not going to go for this, but I mean, for example, gun restriction. A lot of those people have grown up in a very gun-restricted state and now going to an ungun restricted state. I think they're going to be more likely to be like, well, sensible gun control kind of, I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just
0: thinking. If Optimistically. If if, if if you're so in favor of
1: all of that yeah why would you leave because of how it's affecting you economically to a, a, to a place like texas because you don't draw the correlation between the mentality same mentality you're that tired
0: of the heavy taxation and exactly like that.
1: you are simply tired of the last half of the problem you're taxed to death and you're like well i'm leaving to a place that doesn't tax me much because what is texas's big draw there's no state income tax right Meanwhile, property taxes through the roof. I mean, they get their money. Well, you know, right. And
0: that's that's another thing that some people don't understand sometimes when they talk about, well, you know, there's no state income tax. No, but, you know, I, I mean, if, if you're, like, for instance, people who leave Oklahoma and go to Texas, they're like, oh, well, there's no state income tax. And then they get down there and they're like,
1: Wow, the I can't properties afford to live of, here. Holy <laughs> crap.
0: I wasn't paying nearly this in Oklahoma. And the price to go get this is way well, I wasn't paying that in Oklahoma. Well the price for this was way right. more than what I was paying. Well, you know, there's no free lunch, buddy. Right, right. No free lunch. They are going to get their they're going to get their money one way or the other. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the old uh, bait and switch thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, come here. No state income tax. It's a lot easier to live down here, you know. Meanwhile, they're not telling you about. yeah, hey, there's no state income tax, but property tax might be fifty percent higher than what you're <laughs> right. paying, or it might be double or what more you're paying. than that. Yeah, the price to get this, that, and the other higher here than it is up because you know they got to make that kind of balance out a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, you, know. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I would like to see. Uh, state in the union operate more like sweden and just see what happens uh you know i was talking with uh, with ed he'll be on the show at some point in our life <laughs> ed my back neighbor right first off i just love that we can have a, a back neighbor like just that that's a character on the show ed the back back neighbor yeah, i don't know what have you
0: it. ever talked to each other over the fence
1: yeah all the time we don't okay. we talk to each other over the fence uh we don't do the whole wilson thing off of uh um tool tool time or is that what it was called yeah with tim allen yes yeah okay. That's now, some people
0: may be wondering what we're talking, what we're talking about, about yeah they may not even be aware of
1: google that. google um wilson and uh tool time is it tool time that was the name of a show home yeah, improvement home, home improvement, improvement is the name of the actual the, sitcom the, Home Improvement is the name of the show
0: that we watched. The right. name of the show. On the that, show. On the show. He was a host Jim of Allen Tool Time. What was called uh, yeah. Tool Time. So
1: look up Home Improvement, look up Wilson, and watch the interaction. So, so yeah, we never did that because now he could. He's tall enough where I could just see his head probably right above the fence line, but I'm not that tall. Uh, plus, his ground's higher. Anyway, doesn't matter. But, but the thing is, he was talking about he, he uh, spent some time with some Swedes that were in the States, uh, showed me some pictures, told me some stories, but talked about some of their policies. Cause they, we talk about them as a as a socialized country and they are socialized, but not a hundred percent socialist. You know, they have socialized medicine and, and they have socialized utilities. For example, every house has fiber optic broadband. Every single house has fiber optic broadband and it costs $7 a month, seven. Wow. Uh, your deductible because of socialized medicine. The deductible that every person pays is fifty dollars. But because and, and here's why I don't think it, that kind of thing would work in the U.S. is because uh, we are the the whole conglomerate. So so doctors there they don't make what doctors here make, but they also don't have the same kind of there's all I mean everything trickles down to affect it right. I mean you don't have the same uh, court litigious system and <laughs> things like that so but, they
0: don't have to pay huge premiums for malpractice insurance
1: precisely all they exactly. of that. well it's it's kind of hard to do that when the government's the ones that well, are that
0: you'd be suing i guess exactly okay.
1: and so um, but it's it is in the best interest of a government to keep its pe- people healthy they need people to have a government without without people there's no government right it's just a thing right yeah so all that just to say they have a lot of socialized programs there but they're also very capitalist. You can start a business and you can, you know, do what you're going to do. And there's competition. There's a free market in Sweden. And so um, I would, again, they've had, I mean, Sweden has been successful. It, it's like this is, they're the under the radar successful country on the planet. Because they've managed to stay out of wars for God knows how long. They did great during COVID (laughs) by and large. They did really logical, common sense things. And partly, you know, one reason why the government didn't shut down, it was legally impossible for them to, the government did not have the right to shut down the country. And we're the free nation. How about (laughs) that? So, um, but they, they were sensible, right? They kept the vulnerable protected and everybody else did their thing. That's, that's pretty logical. But I would love to see states get back to the point, and it's hard to do this with the way our federal government is structured, but to, to where they could actually do something outside of the norm. And, and really, Texas, for example, and Florida's starting to do these kind of things too, but Texas uh, not having a state income tax is a great example of that. They've shaken things up a little bit, tried a different you know approach to it. The problem is that the federal government still gets theirs. And this is where I go back to, if we really want to give states power again, we need to put the states between the citizenry of a given state and the federal government. And, and bottom line is, that means that the federal government does not touch me ever about anything ever. That the state does all the stuff. My taxes that go to the federal government gets there by the state. I pay the state, and the state pays the federal government. That's how it works. And then the state pays the federal government when the federal government follows through with their portion. Whether it be roads, education stuff, whatever it is... Now you have power. How, what, is, what does Jeremy Griffin do when he disagrees with not not just disagrees with the policy, but when there's it's just not even legal. It's not right. I don't got. I can't go to the Supreme Court and fight the U.S. government. But you know who could? The state of Oklahoma sure could. Which is why we have sanctuary states. For the Second Amendment, sanctuary cities for immigration. I disagree with it, but they exist, you know. Right. That's why those things exist, because the states do have power. But we've got to take that crap back. And and the number one way, if, if I'm the governor of Oklahoma, I'm going to say this. Guys, no more federal tax. You well, you pay us, we'll pay them. You know, the uh, Supreme Court weighed in
0: uh, here on some of those decisions that they made at the end of their uh, session supporting the state's rights to do uh, their own election laws yeah and of course that's got some of the Democrats all fired up about uh, you know that that started a new way you know we for a while uh, we heard uh, at the end of the Trump administration in the beginning of the Biden administration we heard so much talk about packing the court because uh, Trump had gotten a couple of his people on there Brett Kavanaugh Amy mean Coney Barrett And then it turns out, as it does many times, you know, you're a Republican president, you think you put a conservative justice on there, and it turns out, you know, they vote in a way that you don't particularly want them to vote. Same thing has happened with Democrat presidents. They put on what they believe to be a liberal justice, and it turns out that they don't vote strictly down those lines you know they see something and they're like well you know i'm gonna vote with the with the conservatives on this because you know that's how i read the law right and uh so you know you never really know how i always think it's funny you know how in some of these hearings you know that they attack 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 you know whoever it is whether it's the democrats or the republicans mm-hmm. will attack somebody that's being nominated by the opposite party's president right and then they get on the court and they're like, "Well, they're really not as nearly as big a lunatic as you thought they were." <laughs> right. You know, here they are actually voting the way you wanted them to vote in the first place. Yeah. So what was all that? But my grandstanding. P- the point is that after they had made a couple of decisions that upset Republicans, all of a sudden y- you stopped hearing the talk about packing the court. Right. Because I think they thought oh i guess we're all right i guess we're okay and then a couple of these decisions that came out at the end of the term went the other way like the one on states rights to do like which the states have always had that you know this and so now we're hearing it again yeah we've got to pack the court and i'm like really and so but you know here's the thing sometimes and they're they are they know they want to do the get rid of the filibuster and all like this sometimes that comes back to bite you right in the butt. Yeah, it does. Because you've changed, and this has happened to the Democrats recently. They've changed, you know, they had changed some of the Senate rules, you know, when Harry Reid was in charge and it ended up biting them in the butt because, you know, they changed the laws, the rules of the Senate. The next election, the Republicans ended up with the majority in the Senate. Right. And so guess what happened? Right. The Republicans took full advantage of the change in the, and the Democrats were doing nothing but whining yeah. about how terrible it was, you know, that you're stepping all over us and they're like, it's cause of you, right? It's you did it to yourself.
1: When you put a policy in that favors the majority, you're not always going to be the majority that's why the system theoretically should work yes, but right. people are too freaking stupid right, right. to understand the concept so if, of balance if it
0: turns out that the democrats before the 2022 elections if it turns out they somehow get the uh, get rid of the filibuster and then they lose the senate in 2022
1: right guess what oh dude <laughs> oh my gosh So
0: um, that, and again, that's why the rules in the Senate were set up the way that they were so that that sort of thing wouldn't happen. Yeah. But then you, you know, you have people who freak out over that and, you know, they want to change things up. They change it and then it comes right back on them.
1: I want to, I want to ask our listeners something. Uh, And uh, I know that I want to hear from, from all of you guys that are listening. And the best way to do it is just drop me a message somewhere. You can do it through Facebook, whatever. Everybody who's listening probably is connected with me already somehow. And if you're not, connect with me, because I don't I won't deny you unless we have no friends in common. So, um, or you can send an email to Jeremy at Or you can send it to Randy at I'll get it either way. <laughs> and I'll give it to Randy. But I want to know how interested you because before we start recording, Randy and I were talking about the end of the world because it's uh, it's it's happening, and I want I want to tease it a little bit and tell me what you guys
0: to the stream grace
1: what you guys think if you'd be interested in this kind of podcast. Stop and look. Take time to think critically. It's happening all around us. Wars and rumors of wars. Economic collapse, brother against brother, lines in the sand, factions and tribalism, disease, famine, and there's more to come. Welcome to one of many places to find answers to prepare you for what's coming. We will introduce you to peace. We will keep you informed, starting now and through the end of it all. What do you think, Randy? Yikes i know kind of scary it's dark isn't it
0: and you know and and when you look and i i don't know literally how you mean that i when when i said when i told uh, people about uh, the coming election i said if you voted a certain way it would be the end of the world as, as we know you we it. know it yeah not meaning that you know the planet was gonna explode right although you never know uh that's always a possibility always a possibility uh but that your life would change and more than likely for the worst and of course what what's happened well gas prices have doubled and they're continuing to go up food prices in some areas are through the roof six dollars a
1: gallon in California
0: yeah yeah, I mean we're, you know, depending upon uh, what kind you get, they're over three dollars here. Right, I've, you know, the, I filled
1: up for over three bucks today. Yeah,
0: the uh, E ten uh, at places like, uh, on Q and Seven Eleven is about two eighty ish, somewhere in there. Uh, my son and his uh, soon to be wife are moving to Colorado, where uh, the price of gas, which was a little over three dollars. Uh, about a month or so ago is now uh, around 330 mm. i was watching the denver uh, denver newscast the other day and they said gas prices uh, on average in colorado have gone up 30 cents in the last 30 days Jeez! and uh, so now even at places like on q and 7-eleven they have them in colorado i don't know uh, but those places where you can get, you know, your E-10 or something like that, it's about $3.30 yeah. a gallon. Dude, supermarkets are stockpiling food. Supermarkets, yes. Think about because this. Because they you know, they, they... Hedging against inflation? Hedging against that. And hopefully not having... Shortages. empty
1: ...shelves and things of that nature. But here's think about this, though. if Because they're not just stockpiling dry goods. They're stockpiling beef. Right, they are stockpiling beef. A lot of places are stockpiling beef. Now... That means that you think you're gonna sell it out pretty quick. Yeah. So I think they know something that we don't know. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. I I struck a nerve.
0: No. But I you know, you know how sometimes it's really bad
1: when you accidentally suck some water down the wrong pipe? It's way worse when it's makers mark. Yes. (laughs) Yes but it does wonders oh, for your voice though it man. sounds great oh
0: uh, it's hard for me to even remember what it was
1: that we were about i to was talk about. yeah we're talking about stock, <laughs> stockpiling but, no, one beef, of the yeah. one
0: of the one of the reasons that they're trying that they're stockpiling beef we've had such a problem and still do with uh, the packing plants uh, in the united states because they've been totally monopolized there are four main companies that control about 85% Yeesh. of the meat processing capacity in the United States. Now that's not just beef. That's also uh, pork and chicken and fit, you know, that, that sort of thing. But those four main companies, which are huge uh, yeah. companies, a couple of them are worldwide. Uh, control 85% of the processing capacity. Wow. And they've already, you know, JBS the other day was hit with the ransomware attack mm-hmm. that ended up shutting down a couple of their facilities. It created some shortages. So some people are hedging their bets, you know, with that wanting to make sure they have enough supply in case something like that happens. We're also, one, one thing that's happening that is encouraging, uh, there are some other smaller uh, meat processors that are starting to gear up. You know, we used to have them all over the country. And then, as has happened with many other things, giant corporations bought them up and they control the pricing and all this kind of stuff. Well now, after some of these things have happened, there are smaller processors that are getting going and uh, the laws have been adjusted to make that a little bit easier mm-hmm. so that they can be both federally and state inspected and, th- and that sort of thing and so hopefully that will ease uh, some of these problems that you might have with especially in a state like Oklahoma where we have a lot of beef cattle
1: right uh, and we also raise a lot of chickens and you know and we
0: raise a lot of hogs
1: we uh, yeah we do I'm one of those hogs and <laughs> uh if you're concerned about your beef shortage you can always go over to butcherbox.com a proud sponsor of somebody not us uh maybe not they may not sponsor anybody but uh we get our meat from butcherbox.com and i love it and i signed up because i get free bacon and it's not free i'm sure i pay for it somewhere probably um but it's free bacon for life but you know this. I, I don't know. I'm gonna check on this because I'm wondering. Okay, my price is a subscription, so they're either gonna cut my quantities or they're gonna raise my price. I assume. I don't know. But, right. uh, but it's uh, it's a great way to get the get the beef. But here's the funny because so, we're out of time here. But the, the reality is, there's so many things we haven't talked about and why the end of the world. And and yes, when I say it, I'm talking about the end of the world and the planet and, itself. Well, here's what I'm what here's specifically what I mean by that. I mean a population reduction of about two thirds, um, and I'm not into eugenics. I'm not trying to make that happen. I'm saying it's happening. It's on the way because other people are into eugenics and other people are trying to make it happen, and and so I, I honestly believe there's going to be a population reduction of a roughly two thirds globally. Uh, with a few countries uh, bucking that trend and subsequently becoming the world powers because of population, if nothing else. Um, but we didn't get into that, and I think it's an important discussion, and that's why I wanted to play that that podcast. If anybody wants to be involved with that, I'd be interested to. would be interested to know if somebody wants to talk about those things.
0: You know, it's interesting how you know. And again, we call this scatter shooting for a reason because we're all over the place. And you know, places we didn't go today. Lots. A All whole, this stack of stuff that I brought yeah, over here. We not about any of it. Not one thing. <laughs> and uh, one of it has to do with uh, uh, the the Chinese government yes. buying up land around the United States. That's huge. And some, some states trying to fight that. And the... Beds, Not to mention Blackstone
1: divided. buying up whole neighborhoods in, yes. and renting. Turn around, offering yes. 50% over value, then turning around and renting those properties. Corporate-owned right. housing, ladies right. and gentlemen.
0: Well, and we also, on a happier subject, the NBA draft is coming up at the end of the month.
1: Yeah. What are the Thunder going to do? I don't know. I might ask him this Friday as I'm going to be going back to the arena.
0: Really? <laughs> we didn't down. talk about that either. I know. Jeez. Oh, okay. It's well. crazy. It's crazy. All right, we'll get to some of
1: that, hopefully, next
0: Wednesday, if we're still here. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us this week. I'm Randy Ritter.
1: And I'm Jeremy Griffin.
0: Whoever you are, you have an outstanding week. And if we're all stood around, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday.
1: See ya!